Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Hey, yes. Well, good morning, church. Glad to see everybody here in the house. And then, of course, all of you watching online. Thanks for being a part of our worship gathering today. My name is Pastor JF, part of the team here. It's such an honor to get to be on this dream team with so many faithful friends. And so I just want to say how much I love you, Pastor Ashley and I. We pray for you every day. And I'm just uh, so honored to get to be a part of this local body of believers. We are so blessed. And, you know, it's the Christmas season. This is my, is it, I don't know, are you like, this is like my favorite time of the year, is it not? I mean, it's just like Christmas is in the air. You got the trees, you got all the stuff. And, you know, when you got little kids, man, it makes it that much more fun because you get to kind of experience through uh, Christmas through their eyes. And so we're, we're having a good time uh, at the house and uh, just doing all the little Christmas stuff. We've been watching Christmas. Any, any Christmas movie fans out there watching all the different Christmas movies? And the one that uh, we always kind of bring back around is that the claymation ones. You know, like the uh, Rudolph the Red Noser. That's some weird stuff. But like, uh, it's still pretty cool. We uh, were into that. But we were just kind of reminiscing, Ashley and I, this week. Uh, when we were kids growing up, the different traditions that our families had. And the one that is kind of a lost art, I feel like, I feel like this is the year we might bring it back. Now with COVID, I don't know if we can this year, maybe, maybe next year. But do, do you, did, did any of you ever go Christmas caroling? Do you even know what I'm talking about? Christmas caroling? where you get your loved ones or your friends and you just, uh, maybe you do it on Christmas Eve where you, you just kind of get together and you, and you kind of walk down through your neighborhood and you just stand in front of random people's homes and you just start singing Chris, Christmas songs. I mean, I can remember, I, does that still work now? Maybe not. I mean, I'm, I'm up for it, uh, but uh, I can remember as a kid going Christmas caroling with my whole, I had a I got a big, huge family, and when I say family, I'm not just talking about, 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 you know, blood relatives. I mean, I'm talking about just friends and people that I called uncle so-and-so, and I wasn't, there was no blood connection whatsoever. There was no actual family. We were just like, I'm telling, my, my dad was like, well, uncle so-and-so is coming over, and aunt so not even related to us, but that's just kind of how we, we would roll, and so there would be all these people, and we would, we would walk around our neighborhood, dashing through the snow, and a one-horse open sleigh, everybody, or the fields we go, laughing all the way. <laughs> when I look back on that, strange, man, but we, we did that, and, uh, and uh, I'm going to start that tradition again with my kids, because I just want to embarrass them. That's what I want to do. My goal in life is to, I'm just kidding, but, but man, we, uh, we would go around and we would sing those Christmas carols and the silly ones, but then I love how we just sang literally my favorite holy Christmas carol, that, oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. It's pretty cool when you're outside of the church walls. Maybe you're standing outside of I can remember being a kid and we would go to a retirement home or an assisted living home and we would just start singing, oh, come, let us adore him. And something just would happen. You know what I'm talking about? You know what that thing is? The Holy Spirit. I mean, it doesn't matter where you're at. The Holy Spirit can be right there with you at all times. And you can activate him wherever you're at. And so we would, oh, come, let us us adore him. Christ the Lord. We would sing those. And I was just thinking about that this week and 
how beautiful this time of year is and these traditional songs that we sing and the meaning behind them and how the Holy Spirit is a part of it and it's just a beautiful thing. And I got to thinking about another Christmas carol. In fact, in Scripture, it's recorded as the very first Christmas carol. And and I, I wanted to show it to you today. It's found in the book of Luke chapter 1. It's referred to as Mary's song. These literally are the lyrics that Mary, the, the mother of Jesus, pens right after she has received her assignment from the angel. And I, I want I to unpack uh, these lyrics, this song that she wrote, uh, because the reality is so many of us, maybe you're watching online right now, you're in this auditorium, man, we are facing some scary days, some confusing times. We really, I mean, I don't, I don't even say it generically, we, don't, we really don't know what tomorrow holds. And, and let's be honest, we're human, and that can, that can, be, that can be scary. And I want to look at this song because there's some insight within these lyrics that I believe that we can apply to our situation right now. Mary, this young teenage girl, she gets this assignment from an angel that she will now give birth to the Messiah, the Son of God. Can you just try to go there right now in your heads? You're 13 years old, and this happens. Angel shows up and delivers this information that the Son of God is going to come through you. You're going to birth Him through through you, who's going to go on to save humanity's sin. You can only imagine the fear and anxiety that must have crept up inside of her. It's, It's fascinating how so often God will give you an assignment He'll give you a nudge when you're not on the mountaintop of life. A lot of time, he'll say, hey, son, I want you to do this. And it couldn't be a worse time. Has anyone ever been there before? You're like, this is, this God, this is the wrong, come on, come on. I mean, you know all things. You know what's going on in my life. And I can only imagine that. And let me tell you right now, uh, I've been talking with friends here in this church and in this community. And the Lord has been given assignments. Can you believe that the Lord has been giving people assignments and mission in the middle of COVID-19? What, what, what are you doing? His ways are not our, our ways. And it's incredible. And so, so, so you're, you're, some of you are getting those nudges, those assignments. God's wanting you to do stuff, but you're, you're afraid, right? You're, you're confused. You're like, this is the wrong time. And even in, even in the right time, I don't know if I could pull that off. I want you to know that's totally normal and that's okay. And I'm going to encourage you today because we're going to look at this response that, that Mary, you can see her processing in this song as well. She's, she's almost like, almost, I don't want to say talking herself into it, but she's encouraging herself. And it's a beautiful thing. And I, and I want to look at that today. And just a little recap from last week. We, we talked about how the Lord, uh, he, he, he prays that let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
So God wants his will done here on earth too. And how does that happen? It happens through you. It happens through us. He is birthing something new through us. We talked about it last week. You can check it out on our social media, that teaching right there. But, but just to give you, to bring you up to speed, give you a little bit of context, a little bit of recap of where we're at in this Christmas story. Mary, uh, she gets this assignment from the angel. And so with that, she does what probably any 13-year-old does. She, she needs some like confirmation. She wants to make sure that that wasn't the pizza from last night that was talking to her, but it really was an angel. And so, so what does she do? She runs to her big cousin down the street, Elizabeth. And she gets to Elizabeth's home and her husband, Zachariah. And at that time, Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist. And Mary informs Elizabeth as to what just happened to her. And, and, and Elizabeth, instead of going, are you sure? I don't know about all that. Something happens, and I believe it was the Holy Spirit. She says, yes! She confirms, and she affirms exactly what happened in Mary's life. To the point, John the Baptist, within Elizabeth's womb, leaps for joy within her stomach, and he's filled with the Holy Spirit before he even comes out, all right? So I'm telling you, by, by the way, the unborn, we are for the unborn in this church, okay? So he, he's filling babies up with the Holy Spirit before he even comes out, okay? So it's an incredible thing what God can do. And so this is happening in Mary's life, right? And in that moment, she's still human. And there's still anxiety. And there's still fear. I can only imagine what she's contemplating, what she's thinking about how her reputation may just go south pretty quick. How her fiancé may leave her because he doesn't believe what actually happened. She might be marked for most of her life now because no one in the community will believe her and all of these things. Yet in the midst of it, this is what she says after she gets the assignment. I want to go there. We're going to look at it from Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 46. You can read along on the screens unless you have your Bible with you, you, you can confirm the word of the Lord. Starting in verse 46, this is Mary's song. Scripture says, and Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. We were just singing about that. Verse 51. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. Lord, make me a humble man. Verse 52, he has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. So Mary starts this response, this song with my soul, my soul. You can underline that. My soul glorifies the Lord. 
and my spirit, underline my spirit, rejoices in God, my Savior. And, and you know what? It's important to clarify that word soul. When, whenever you hear this, uh, that, that word soul in the context of the Holy Scriptures, it's referring really to our minds. It's, it's referring to our will. It's referring to our emotions. And, and so Mary is saying, I've made up my mind. I've made a decision. I'm going to align my emotions with the decision that I'm making right now to glorify God with my life. And that word glorify simply means to do his will and to point people to him. Are you with me? So she is saying, I am making up my mind to point people to God through the decisions and the actions of my life, in, in, in my mind, in my, in, in, my, in my will. And she's saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do his will regardless of what it costs me. And not only that, I'm going to rejoice while I do it. <laughs> it's like, I'm not just going to do it, I'm going to do it with the right attitude, and I'm going to give him praise and glory and adoration through the entirety of the process. I'm going to do it with the right, the right approach and attitude. Um, we have family movie nights in our house, and we try to do it on Friday evenings. And so this past Friday evening, we got together as a family, and we watched a family kind of Disney movie, and we had a good time. But um, my son Fulton, who's six, caught wind of the, of the movie that that we had kind of voted on as a family, right? We're going to watch this one tonight. And he caught wind of it. And so when we went to, you know, start it down there in, the, in our little family room, Fulton was not there. Why? Because I don't like go movies, Dad, right? He's six and he's a boy and he's kind of in that season. I can't watch go, girl. Uh, girl movies, Dad, right? And by the way, it was not just any girl movie. It was a warrior princess, right, girl, girl power, right? I got a daughter and a wife, and so we're all about the girls too, right? But my son, six, he's boy, ah, not so much, no girl. So I, I said, well, I'm going to have to have a talk with him, right? And so I, can, I remember I walked up the stairs, and, and he, was, <laughs> he was sitting on his bed because he knew I was coming. You know, dads, you know what I'm talking about? He knew I was coming, and he was sitting there on his bed, and I opened the door. He wouldn't even look at me. And I'm like, son, we got, we got to watch the, it's going to be awesome. We're going to make some pop. We're going to get a love. He's like, I don't want to, Dad. It's a girl movie. You know, and I'm, I'm like, come on, come on, do it. I said, do it for Dad. Do it for me, right? You'll like it. I promise you'll like it. And you know, he, goes, he goes, okay, I'll do it for you, you know. And, and he, he kind of got up, but like his body was still kind of like, you know, so I'll do it for dad, right? So he's kind of walking down the hall and he's just like, I don't like girl movies. He said it one more time in the hall. And I said, son, I got the Holy Spirit downloaded something, an idea into my head. He said, I said, son, uh, do you like girl movies that uh, also involve a bunch of candy? And he turned around and said, dad, I love girl movies. <laughs> Man, he, he was... Man, he had his Skittles and all his junk food, and he was into that girl movie, right? And I was thinking, I was just, we were laughing about that even yesterday, but I was thinking about that in the context of this assignment that Mary gets, right? You see, when Mary gets the assignment, notice she didn't need an incentive. 
She wasn't like, God, can you throw in some candy too, right? Like, like, no, no, she was like, boom. It's like her attitude right away. And we see it, right? We see it through the lyrics of this beautiful song that she writes. And she does it from a spirit of rejoicing in the calling, the greatest calling that one could ever receive. She does it this way, this practice of rejoicing in the Lord. It's so important. And man, if there's any season where we can practice, it's right now. It makes you that much stronger. And I want to go literally to my favorite passage of Scripture in Philippians chapter 4. And it confirms this principle of rejoicing despite what's going on in your life giving him praise when it's actually really hard to. Once again, you can only imagine the amount of stress that Mary has encountered now. What did you say I have to do? You can only imagine it. And God says, you're going to do it. And you're going to do it in the middle of all of this. And the way she responds is through rejoicing through her song. But look at Philippians chapter 4. And as, as I read this, Visual, visualize yourself right now in this season, okay? As I read this, don't go, oh, that's, Pastor, that's a great verse. I mean, you can do that if you want, but, but like, like personalize this for you. And then do, some, do a little bit of uh, uh, inward looking because there's some themes here. And ask yourself, as I read the instructions from St. Paul, am I, am I pursuing this type of an approach? Look at this, Philippians chapter four, starting in verse four. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And the reason why I yelled like that is because there's an exclamation mark. Okay, so I'm just saying. Um, Paul, Paul says, rejoice in the Lord, but then he says it again, just in case you're not really ready to yet, or just in case he needs it for himself, or just if you need a little bit more umph, or just a little bit of reminder, he says, just do it again. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And then he says, let your gentleness be evident to all. Now just sit on that for a second. Lord, in this season where I look around our culture and our world and our society, everything looks like the opposite of gentleness. Am I going to be lured into living out a life that's opposite of this word gentleness that you instruct through St. Paul for us to live? By? Is this, do I look like gentleness? And if not, maybe you say, Lord, just forgive me because I haven't, I haven't been looking like this. I want to pursue, this is for me. I literally, I've been, I've been going to this line for like the last six months, like, Man, why? Because I'm human and I'm broken and my emotions take a hold from time to time. And Paul says, pursue gentleness and make sure everybody sees you in that light. So he says, Gent be evident to all. And then he says, the Lord is near. Meaning, remember, God sees it all. He's close to you. He sees you. And then he goes on to say, verse 6, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, in the middle of COVID-19, in the middle of all this stuff, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, really, it's, and then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts 
and your minds in Christ Jesus. This peace of God guarding our hearts, it begins with that word, rejoicing. It starts with thanksgiving and rejoicing. It sets the foundation for the rest of what you're about to say, right? I love girl movies, dad, right? It's like, it's just different. It sets, it sets the tone for the rest of the night. So how do we get to that point? <clears throat> I think it really starts with understanding what that word rejoice really even means. And to do that, you have to go back to the original language, specifically the Greek, where we see the word agaleo. And this word agaleo, this ancient Greek word, is, it's a verb, and it means to exult, to rejoice greatly, and to be full of joy. So um, here's how I like to think about it. That word rejoice it's easier kind of to break that word rejoice down. It's almost kind of like rejoy, okay? And really, it's like rehearsing God's joy over and over in your thoughts and dwelling on his goodness to the point that it gets inside of you. It's like a re-up of not your joy, <laughs> but his joy. It's every day going, Lord, I need a fresh dose of your joy. And, and in that process, it's like you're rejoying up. Remember, uh, remember the video game Super Mario Brothers when you'd eat, he'd, he'd eat the, the mushroom that would fall down? Go, 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 go. And you get like big. It's kind of like, that's a good picture of it, right? It's like, Lord, I'm, I'm struggling. I got a bad attitude right now. I'm not being gentle at home. I've got all this stuff going on. I know what you called me to do. I need, I need some joy. Can, can, can I re-up on that? Of course you can, son. Boom, right? Did anyone, did anyone connect with that right there? <laughs> I love it. Okay, let's keep going here. And here's the thing. In the Old Testament, we, we know that Nehemiah, Nehemiah, remember Nehemiah? He actually said that the joy that comes from him is actually your strength. So his joy will make you stronger. Do you feel weak right now? There's been moments Past night, I just felt weak. I didn't have the answers. I didn't know what to do. And the only thing I, I, I knew what to do was to apply these biblical principles to my life. Lord, I rejoice in you. I need a re-up of your joy today. In Jesus' name, boom! And I, got, I would get stronger. I could, I could sense it in the spirit where he would give me answers and direction. And so the question is, what, is, what really is God's joy? And Jesus explains it here in John 15 starting in verse 9. In fact, Jesus is saying this to his disciples and to us. He says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now watch this. He says, now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Now look at verse 11. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So understanding God's love for us and his will for us and his thoughts about us, how he sees us, it's paramount to having his joy reside within us, right? And so to be stronger, we need joy, and not just any joy, we need his joy. And so it's gonna require a daily humbling of ourselves, rejoicing and giving thanks in him, and then he transfers everything that he has for you 
from him into you. And that's an incredible thing. So just very quickly here, I know we're, we're running short on time, but I've just got three quick thoughts that I want to give you. I want to share with you about Mary's song and her response and how we can get to the point of rejoicing in the Lord, even in the hardest times, even like how we find ourselves right now. So let's, the, way, the way we're going to do this is I want to look at that first line one more time, verse 46 of Luke chapter 1. Mary says, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he, this is it, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. Here's the first thought that I have for you, and that is, number one, God sees you. God sees you. Write that down. It's so important. You need to understand that he sees you. And really, this is the first element of Mary's rejoicing, and it's for a reason. Mary begins to dwell on the fact that the God of the universe not only sees her, but he wants to use her even in her lowly state. Friends, somebody, you're watching online, you're here in the auditorium. Someone, you need to hear that. That the God of the universe not only sees you, but he wants to use you when? Even in your lowly state. And in fact, I, 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 lo I, I love that even while she feels so inferior, and we talked about how she was just an average young girl in this ancient culture where she would have been looked down upon just because of her situation and her status. She feels low. Can only imagine why, what's going through her mind. Why is God choosing me in such a lowly state? It's fascinating. We talked about it last week, how God tends to use people that are just like her. So if you're here today and you feel like you're in a lowly state, man, I've talked to so many people this, this season, man. I just feel low. I feel, feel lost. I feel discouraged. I've had all these plans, right? 20, man, I was going to do A, B, and all of that gone. And in the midst of it, he sees you and he calls you. And I know some of us are just feeling lower than we ever have. I want to encourage you today. He wants to use you even right now. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've been putting it off. You've been trying to avoid it. You've been uh, rationalizing. There's no way God wants me to do that right now. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. Maybe it's worth a second look. Let's go back to the text. Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. Watch this. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. That's the second thought that I have. Write this down. God has blessings for you. So he sees you, but then he has a blessing and multiple blessings for you. Maybe, maybe most of your life feels like curses right now. You're like, blessings, pastor, it feels more like curses, but God has blessings that he desires to pour out on your life and generations to follow you. This thing, there is a pattern throughout the scriptures and history of God's people, a transfer, a, a, a passing down of blessing. And you say, man, I sure didn't get that from my pop. I'm telling you right now, look and start with you right now. In Jesus' name, curses can be broken. We pray for it. We believe it. And we've seen it happen in our own lives, in, in our own families, right? 
And some of you are out there right now, you're shaking your head. You're like, I know exactly what you're talking about, Pastor. It started, started with my line, and now I'm, I'm passing it on down. So there's hope. God has blessings for you. And understanding and believing this reality, reality is a massive part to walking out the promises that God has for you. You have to understand this reality in your life. And we were singing it. In fact, we're going we're gonna to close this, this service singing that last song, the, the, the blessing that our team led. And, and, and I'm just reiterating what Pastor Ashley said during communion of, 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 of this blessing that we're singing about and, 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 how, uh, and how the Lord had a, had a plan. And, and we, we did a whole series on, on, on Joshua. We talked about how he had this plan for his people to enter into a land called promise that he was giving them. But throughout the process, we remember the Israelites, they're complaining like all day long, grumbling, upset, always, man, we should have just stayed back in slavery. You know, like all of their, their humanity crept in and the same, you know, that's, that stuff gets back inside of us from time to time when we're walking with the Lord, right? And God understood that the only way that his people would truly grasp on to everything that he had for them, there needed to be a heart change. They needed to truly understand how God saw them, right? And how he had blessings for them. And so like Pastor Ashley was talking about, he told Moses to, to, to literally sing this over the people. And, and it really, to the point that, to the point that it got inside of them and it affected every decision, everything that they would begin to pursue from that. It, cha- it, changed, it would change their mood. It would uh, change their approach. And this is for you and I today. We need to understand that God sees us, meaning he has, he's, a, he's affirmed us as his son, as his daughter, that we came from him, that we are with him. But not only that, he has good things for us, even in the midst of this crazy season. There's blessings for us and I have one more thought and then we're going to sing this song and then we're going to wrap it up as the band comes back go back to the text Luke chapter 1 scripture says Mary said my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant he sees me he's paying attention to me your God's paying attention to you he cares about you And then it goes up, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. The blessings are for you. For the mighty one, here it is, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. The idea of how how a holy God, it, it can sometimes really be daunting because it exposes all of our unholiness. Amen? Right? It's like, we think about how holy he is, and then we go, man, man, I'm definitely... I'm definitely not that. And I know, I know that's what Mary must have been feeling too. But she makes a choice to dwell on this next line as well. And that is verse 50. Here it is. And this is my last thought. And that is, his mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. And here's my third takeaway from Mary's thong. And that is, God has loving mercy for you. 
Come on, you, you need to write that down right now. God has loving mercy for you. The enemy would have you dwell on your failures and your shortcomings, but we know his mercy for you is literally brand new every single day. Man, that's something to rejoice God for right there, that his mercy, this, despite how sinful Pastor JF can be from time to time, his mercy still washes me clean. He still calls me son. He still accepts me. He still has blessings for me. He's still behind me. He's still with me. He still brings me peace in the midnight hour. That's who our God is. He has mercy for you today, regardless, regardless of how merciless you feel regardless of how you've you've withheld mercy from other people. Regardless of how you, you, from time to time, because, because we're all broken, only held by the grace and the love of Jesus Christ, we've allowed pride to creep in from time to time. I don't want to do it your way, God. I want to do it my way. That's essentially what the entire Old Testament is about. A group of people who would get some victory, right? Not because of anything they did, all, everything because of he did. And they would, they would allow the pride to creep in and they would go, I got this now. <laughs> you know, right? This, uh, I'm the, man, that stuff has crept inside of me. I got to fight. I, like, you, you got to rebuke that spirit out of you every single day. Paul talks about it. He's like every day. That should be the first, he's like, this is the first thing you got to do. You got to die to your sinful nature every day, man, as hard as that is, right? Knowing that his mercies are new every single day. Psalm 23, verse 6, surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. That doesn't, that doesn't, nah, that doesn't apply to me, Pastor. I mean, if you really knew the skeletons in my closet, if you really knew who I, and his mercy will follow you. So there's another translation that says, we'll chase you, man. Oh, the mercy, I'm all right. It's like, you're not getting away from me. You're not getting away from my love. And this is why Jesus came. So that you could live a life knowing these realities of who his father was and is. And how you can extend this to the person in your cubicle next to you or your kids that are in the house all day, every day for the last nine months. Hello, right? We have an opportunity right now in this season to lean in in a a unique way to what God is doing. But it's important. It's important to know how he sees you, what he calls you, what his plan for you from eternity has always been. Now, we can reject that. There's a lot of people that do. And because he loves us so much, we have this thing called free will. But I'm telling you, when you begin to truly understand the lyrics of this song, we're going to sing it from the bridge here. But when you begin to not just sing lyrics, but you, you take on this direct command from God 
to have Moses and Aaron literally sing over his people, which includes you because of what Jesus did. Scripture says you're now grafted into the vine. <laughs> Meaning when you hear the, the, the sons and daughters of God, I'm telling you, from generation, you're a part of that generation now. Think about that. Some of you still carry, man, I come from this, I, I posted something on Facebook, man, about my, my family tree. My, man, you, you should take some time this afternoon. Look at Matthew chapter one. The entire beginning of, of, of Matthew chapter one lists the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And, and if, you've got, if you've got 12 months laying around, go through each person, man. I mean, just take all the time you need and go through these people, man. You talk, about, you talk about some of the most corrupt people that Jesus came from, man. There's, what am I, why am I saying that? Because there's, if there's, there's hope for you and for me. And Jesus, the Son of God, he, he, he could have chosen to not have anything to do with, but he inserted himself into a broken, sinful group of people. He came to this earth as a baby in that stinky pile of manure. I've been to Bethlehem. It's an underground cave, man. It's, 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 it's a, it was a horrible place. For, for, a, for, a, for a baby to be born into, but he did all of that for you and for me very intentionally. He wanted you to see who he was, experience who he was, so that you could replicate what he was about to do, so that you could look more and more like him. But it requires you understanding and accepting that God sees you and how he sees you that he has good things for you and blessings that you can't even comprehend. My prayer for some of you watching at home and in this auditorium, that you would pray, Holy Spirit, give me a fresh, fresh revelation of how you see me and what you want me to do and what you've called me to. Man, don't, don't box God. Oh, I, I don't have my MBA yet. No, no, no. I'm telling you, you, God's, got, God's got greatness for you. You, you, got, you got to stop closing the door. You got to stop talking yourself out of it, right? Because why? His mercies are for you and they're new every morning. I love it. I love it. And so as we leave here today, take, take, take those few thoughts with you today that he sees you. Don't walk out of here and allow the enemy to lie and get you off track and get you thinking that he's mad at you and He's got nothing for you and you threw your life away and now you got to pay penance for it. No, no, that's why Jesus came. That's why he came to, to, to set you free from all of that. If you're still carrying this stuff, man, I, I, I understand because you're human, I'm human. Let's, let's get together and talk through some of those things. But man, you're forgiven and he's got nothing but good things and healing in Jesus' name. And I can bring some friends along who their whole life is a testimony of what Jesus has done in their lives. In Jesus' name, his mercies are new for you starting today and every day and the day before. And you see what I'm saying. Let me bless you as we go. Lord, I thank you for my family, this local body of believers. God, I'm so indebted to each and every one of them. Those watching online, some of them I haven't been able to see in nine months due to this COVID, but we have been, our spirits have been connected because they're kindred, meaning we're connected not, not through, not through uh, uh, our, our own might, but because of your spirit that lives inside of us. And so we're connected. We're the family of, of you, God. So bless my friends, Lord God, as they leave here today from this auditorium, wherever they're at online, God, keep them safe. Keep them encouraged. Lord God, we thank you that you're doing new things, even in this strange season. 
We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Have a wonderful Sunday afternoon. God bless, and we'll see you right back here online. All right, God bless. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.